재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 What time is it? Do you know what time it is? Prime time. It's prime time. 
justification for having that kind of negative reaction. Furthermore, the cabinet secretary of Japan just had a you know the press conference after the summit, and they actually he basically reiterated that in you know, a Japanese government's basic position that all the compensation issues have already been resolved in, by the 1965 treaty between Korea and Japan. Something that Korean government is hotly debated, you know, uh, de- debating about, but you know they, they have reiterated that basic position. So you know it, it, if. The uh, negotiation is to go forward on that basis. I think it's going to be rocky at best. Okay. We also have another expert joining us here in the studio from Sungshil University, political science and international relations professor Kim Tae-hyung. Professor Kim, thank you very much for joining uh, us. Thank you for uh, Just from what you are been able to gauge, we've got the news reports coming out. It happened just a few hours ago. But uh, your overall view of the summit that took place today? Uh, today's summit meeting between uh, Prince Park and uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, where the important thing is the meeting itself uh, took place at all. Uh, that's a, a significant step forward uh, for the relationships between the two countries. Um, and the, they discussed the matter of extremely sensitive issue of comfort to women. Um, where there, was, there were not much further details or concrete uh, steps what uh, to be done, but um, the, the matter itself was dealt and uh, Prime Minister Abe um, uh, issued the statement that um, he will make um, uh, some movement uh, to resolve this issue as soon as possible. I think that's quite significant. There are some caveats, though, aren't there, uh, Professor Huang, with the two sides agreeing? And you say it's going to be a rocky road, but they had negotiations for, uh, let's say, for example, the UNESCO wartime facilities Japan wanted to pay to, and where. Japan said, look, we're going to put that plaque up there. But then after the agreements were made and everything, <laughs> Japan kind of went back on their word as to how they actually interpret the uh, actual statement of using Korean forced labor during those. And also we had the issue with the uh, changing of the pacifist constitution and the self-defense forces and whether the Korean peninsula includes North Korea as uh, part of this uh, uh, need for approval from the South Korean side. So Again, I, I, I know you're saying that um, it's one way to look at it is half full or half empty, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of optimism here. Yeah, I mean, especially considering, uh, you know, uh, Prime Minister Abe's own kind of past behavior. For example, on this issue of comfort women, one of the significant things that have happened in the past 20, uh, you know, 20, 30 years is a statement made by a cabinet secretary of Japan back in 1993, uh, widely known as Kono Statement, that actually, uh, for, for the first time in, in Japanese government history, to formally recognize the existence of sex slaves and uh, past atrocities. And, you know, in, in the last couple of years, actually, uh, P- P- Prime Minister Abe himself actually tried to sort of, you know, yeah. at least shown signs of going back on that Kono statement itself. So, given his history of that kind of behavior, I, I don't think it's kind of uh, it's quite hard to be very optimistic how much he's willing to compromise on this issue. Professor Kim, in your view, and Professor Hong did mention the Kono statement, but without a actual public apology from a head of state like the Prime Minister uh, of Japan in terms of an apology over people termed comfort women. I know that the Korean Foreign Ministry now likes to use the term sex slavery because they do not like the euphemism of comfort women. But without an apology, do you think the relations will always be tense or icy? Uh, Probably not as icy as now, um, but it won't become very warm either. 
There are many issues to cooperate between the two countries. Um, after all, Korea and Japan are neighbors. Um, so, like economic cooperation, North Korea's nuclear arms program, uh, to name a few. Um, so, cooperation in these issue areas are likely to take a place, uh, but unlikely to be a game changer. Because history, especially comfort to women issue, is such an emotional and sensitive issue for Koreans to be satisfied without a formal and sincere apology from no other than the Prime Minister Abe himself, uh, which is not likely to happen. Um, as uh, Professor Hwang said, um, uh, there is an official position uh, from the Japanese government for, for the last couple of decades, and I don't think it will really change. Um, so, therefore, unless there is an urgent change of security environment or emerging common threat to both countries, um, nothing, much, uh, nothing much will change. And um, um, so relationships will be warmer than, than now, okay. but it will remain lukewarm at best. Relations yeah. also uh, icy with China and Japan. Um, the other major diplomatic event that took place here was the three-way summit uh, with uh, the Chinese Premier Li Keqiang. Uh, they agreed to try to restart the six-party talks, uh, denuclearizing the Korean Peninsula, annualize this uh, summit. Uh, do you feel, what, what, are, what is your view on that trilateral summit? A uh, trilateral summit, um, again, um, the taking place is, uh, itself is a very important um, step forward. Um, and the agreements among the three, uh, will these three countries uh, get closer uh, together, but again, there are so many issues um, that were discussed but not resolved. Um, it won't be resolved anytime soon. Um, so, for example, the North Korean issue, uh, this is something all three countries are ag uh, agree with. Um, the all three countries want denuclearization of North Korea. But how much pressure is needed and what kind of specific pro process it will, it will have to take place, there is a disagreement. So as time goes on, even though at first they agree with something like nuclear, um, North Korea's nuclear program, um, but it, it will, they will, you know, they will um, meet uh, some roadblocks, mm. and um, it will be very difficult to, to resolve. But um, one thing is clear. All of these issues are very important issues for all, th all three countries, and one country alone cannot solve it. So there is, there is clearly, there is, uh, uh, the, all three countries need clear cooperation and coordination. But um, some distrust and misunderstanding has been so deep, um, it's, it's going to take some time and patience. All right. The main takeaway we're getting from Professor Kim is that, look, they're not going to solve these problems overnight, but the fact that they actually decided to, at the highest levels, finally meet uh, both bilaterally and in this uh, trilateral summit uh, is uh, at least some sort of indication of progress and you can try to now wrestle with a lot of these issues that not just include the historical issues but uh, some of the regional security issues including North Korea's nuclear program. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back with Professor Hwang Jong-wook and Professor Kim Tae-hyung and continue our analysis on the recent summit that took place between South Korea and Japan. Uh, give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.